Lately, the SEC has had the crypto industry in its crosshairs, first forcing Kraken to pay a $30 million settlement and forcing them to stop their staking services. Two days ago, they served Coinbase with a Wells notice, and yesterday, they put out an investor alert saying exercise caution with crypto asset securities. So what does all this mean? What is the SEC trying to accomplish? Why are they doing this when Coinbase has been in constant communication with them? And is this just political or is this actually within the law? So to get to the bottom of this, I invited an attorney, Aaron Kaplan, to talk about it. Aaron Kaplan, attorney and co-CEO of Prometheum. Welcome to the show, sir. Thanks for having me, Matt. Absolutely. Look, the SEC has been making some bold moves against a lot of crypto companies, including Coinbase, as we saw their Wells notice the other day. What do you think the SEC is trying to accomplish with all of this? I think the SEC is trying to protect the investing public. Uh, what we've seen historically is that a lot of these, uh, the financial services in the crypto space are geared towards retail investors. And when a lot of the debacles happened in the last year, uh, it was really the retail investor that was left holding the bag. I think uh, as a result, the SEC has taken proactive measures to make sure that uh, the investing public is protected. And do you think that they're right when it comes to uh, serving Coinbase and with the Wells Notice, when it comes to their staking uh, services, their wallet, and so on and so forth? You said protecting investors. Coinbase has been trying to have a dialogue with the SEC uh, for, I mean, for for years, ever since their IPO. Also, you know, they've been going back and forth, as Paul Greerald tweeted the, the other day. They went back and forth the, last year like 30 times and really has gotten no direction from them. Do you think that this is a just, uh, I guess, notice to uh, Coinbase? I think the argument that the SEC has engaged with the SEC in regards to their IPO is completely separate to uh, their business activities and their lines of regulated business. Um, to go through a registration process such that you can raise capital through a public offering is different than uh, getting the approval of your actual business activities and operations uh, and getting licensed as a broker-dealer properly under the securities laws. Okay, so, so what you're saying is that it doesn't matter if when they were talking to the SEC and they put that, say, they have a stake of service and they put all these different products in there, uh, they understood like how they were going to list coins on Coinbase. That's irrelevant to the listing process. It's about what they're doing on a day-to-day -day business practice. Uh, I don't know if it's irrelevant. I just don't think it's at all dispositive. Uh, essentially, in the offering process, in the capital raising, the going public process, there was a approval process of the registration statement of the actual documents and the disclosures there. That's different than being regulated under the securities laws as a broker dealer and doing lines of business that are securities related activities if you're not. Go, go, go into, just go into that a little bit more. So like, again, what, what do you think the SEC is trying to, again, trying to accomplish? You said protect the investors. However, um, the investors in Coinbase, Coinbase seems to be the safest place, at least for Americans at this point, to buy, sell, trade, hodl your crypto. What, what are they trying to accomplish? I think that as the SEC has made clear uh, beginning in July 2017 with the Dow report, many of the uh, financial services related to crypto, crypto implicate the federal securities laws. And as such, people have to properly register as broker dealers, uh, depending on what their line of business is when providing such activities. Not just that, the chairman has, uh, excuse me, the chairman of the SEC has said that the overwhelming majority of digital assets are securities. Uh, furthermore, there has been indication that's times running out for virtual currency exchanges to register under the securities laws. I think everything has been clear uh, across the board, the way things are 
are going, and I don't think that this is any sort of major surprise. Now, we need some sort of clarification as to the specifics of the Wells Notice. Uh, you know, they mentioned it goes after potentially the wallet activity or the, um, the staking activity or the asset listing activity. Now, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's hard to tell right now where the focus is, but uh, obviously if um, the SEC were to be focusing on the uh, virtual currency exchange and the potential operation of an unlicensed broker-dealer there, I think it would be a uh, obviously major news. So, you, so all this can be corrected and rectified if Coinbase would just register, register as a securities broker-dealer? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I, there's no, there's no, uh, you know, silver bullet here. There's no like panacea. Like uh, it, essentially, there is a process that will have to occur whereby, and I, this is speaking as an outsider, whereby just uh, you'd have to review your operations, your technical abilities, and your engineering. You'd also have to review the licensing you're under. There's a lot of steps that would have to be taken. Uh, and But what the SEC has made clear is that the overwhelming majority of, of financial services in the crypto space are securities activities and as such regulated by the SEC. And uh, uh, in that case, the entities providing such services would have to be compliant and licensed under the securities laws. It's, it's interesting to for you to say that there's no silver bullet, yet we still are trying to find a solution. It's like it's like, hey, you need to do this, but you say there's no silver bullet. So is there actually no solution to this? And if there are unregistered securities, for example, say, um, and it, there must be a process to you know, continue to do business, right? And so if Coinbase does this, then they should be fine. If the, the coins or whatever uh, do the process, they should be fine. Is that not correct? I think there is a process. I mean, the SEC has come out with uh, the three-step release and the special purpose broker-dealer release, which was adopted into law thereafter in uh, April 2021, uh, mm -hmm. which lays out how to compliantly trade and custody digital asset securities uh, and basically the pathway forward towards achieving compliance. Mm -hmm. I understand it, it's, it's not as easy of a path as necessarily operating uh, as a money service bureau, as a traditional virtual currency exchange, and things will have to change. But I think it's all part of this maturity process that's uh, uh, ongoing and that's required in order to end the crypto winter. So if there is this process, why do you think that people are not taking this process? Just for ease? Or do you think that they just can't be compliant even if they tried? Uh, there's probably a lot of different factors there. One, I think... Um, for a while, the path of least resistance was to not focus necessarily under compliance under the securities laws, but the paradigm shifted after FTX, mm -hmm. uh, and regulation came much more into focus. Mm -hmm. uh, beyond that, I think that there it's a question of difficulty when it comes to the how much operational changes would have to occur, how much licensing, uh, how much effort would have to go into obtaining the proper licenses, how much technical changes would have to occur. It's it, 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 it's a it's a heavy lift. Mm -hmm. uh, and then finally, I think that um, there is a contingent within um, the, you know, the crypto universe that, uh, that do have skeletons in their closets. Mm -hmm. uh, and essentially, I don't know if they can achieve compliance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How, many, how many coins, tokens, companies do you think would just go away if – just okay, let me, let me phrase it like this. Coinbase, the SEC, they talk. Coinbase says, okay, fine, SEC, you're right. We're going to do everything as you say. We're going to check all those boxes. What, what, what do you think percentage of coins, companies, uh, 
unregistered securities in air quotes uh, remain on their exchange? How do you, what, what does the space and the industry look like in the United States moving forward if the SEC gets their way? I don't think everything is achieved at once. I think it's okay. a sort of a gradual process. The first step would be to have proper licensing as to trading and custody venues under the securities laws. Um, from there, it would be treating potentially digital assets as securities and trading them as securities compliantly with you know the proper uh, fair and orderly market mechanisms to ensure that trading is legitimate and has integrity. Uh, as is required under the securities laws. And then also on the custodial side, it would be uh, probably a transition to what's called special purpose broker dealers, which is essentially going to be the uh, securities licensing for blockchain custodians under the securities laws. That might have been redundant. So, but <laughs> right, right, right. So no, I, I guess what I'm asking is, how does the environment change uh, you know, uh, overnight if this – is it an overnight? You said it's an ongoing process. But, I mean, let's just say, let's just say there's 100 coins on Coinbase. Do we go down to 20 that actually can meet these requirements? Do you think that the whole, the whole industry for Americans at least changes? I, I don't know how it's going to be in terms of the number of assets they have listed. Do you think, think, do you that, think it's gonna be immediate? Like, like, boom, we delist? Or do you think it's gonna be a gradual process of saying, oh, that one, okay, we have to delist, or that one, we have to delist, or that one, you better be compliant, you have six months. I think it's just a question of the overall changing business landscape. I think mm -hmm. that um, tokens will transition away from virtual currency exchanges to alternative trading systems, which are properly licensed under the securities laws, not just because it's a question of how to, how to be compliant, but it's a question of where institutions and uh, other significant investors will want to participate. They don't want to take on compliance risk. They don't want to take on regulatory risk themselves. They want a pathway to be able to do it properly. So I think that will drive where tokens move and how trading uh, proceeds in that capacity as much as anything else. Are you saying basically moving away from the existing or Coinbase as it exists now or Binance.us exists now to something like a Robinhood? Or do you think that there's different platforms there? No, no, that that's just a mechanism for the purchase and sale. It's not a mechanism for trading itself. That's sending orders to trade somewhere else. There okay, still needs gotcha. to be trading venues. So I think what will happen there is they'll become, there will be alternative trading systems uh, that provide the trading venues by whereby uh, the public can purchase and sell digital assets compli compliantly under the securities laws. So what, what, does that, what does that look like? I guess from, from a novice, somebody that isn't an insider understands how that's set up. Can you explain that a little bit? Like what would that alternative system look like? I mean, ATSs exist right now. There's just going to be, they exist now for equities. They also now are starting to exist for digital assets. Uh, mm -hmm. Prometheum, uh, Prometheum ATS, which is a subsidiary of the company that I, um, the co-CEO of Prometheum, uh, essentially is licensed to trade digital asset securities uh, through an ATS. Uh, and basically, I think that's where you'll see a lot of the trading transition as we're moving away from sort of the uh, pre-FTX virtual currency trading model towards a regulated trading model under the securities laws. Mm. How much do you think this is political or actual implementation of the law? And I, and I mean this because there is definitely a lot of uh, senators, congresspeople that are, you know, voicing their opinions about, you know, uh, the digital asset space. And it seems as though that there is a political divide, uh, at least here in the U.S., uh, between, um, you know, the Republicans, the Democrats of, of how this should be, how this proceed and what does the structure look like? Do you think that this is 
political or very much everybody had their lawyer and regulation hat on and they're, they're just trying to follow the, the letter of the law or is it both uh, i mean both is an easy way I, to say it yeah it's just both but you know after ftx a lot of people had uh egg on their face and there was much more politics involved i would say even though previously there was a lot of efforts made by uh SBF and his ilk to uh, influence politics as well. So mm -hmm. uh, I think that, but going back to the question of whether this is political or this is just the application of the law, it's just the application of the law. Mm -hmm. And what we have, what the SEC, I believe, is attempting to do is to protect the investing public and to ensure that people can fairly and legitimately participate in the space. Now, what does that mean? It means that when you uh, make or lose money in your uh, digital asset or virtual currency account, it's based on your own investment decisions and not because the, you know, the uh, existing trading venue or custodian went belly up. And the best way to do that is to ensure that uh, investors are properly protected, that there's fair and orderly markets, and then customers' asset assets are properly segregated and secured. Uh, and all those are required under the securities laws. Now, I think one of the, part of that process of achieving that is to have these enforcement actions to basically uh, move the industry forward and ensure that the future of financial services in the crypto space is one that's regulated where people can be uh, properly protected and have uh, feel that they can legitimately and, f and fairly participate in the space. Now, Aaron, you're a obviously a, a business owner in the space. You are also an attorney. Um, what does what do you think the 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 industry um, looks like in the near future, going into say 2024 or our supposed you know after the Bitcoin having next bull run uh, historically, but we don't know. Nothing's you know written in, in in stone for what the future looks like. But what does it look like going forward? Uh, I think the future will be bright as the crypto financial services ecosystem is replaced by a regulated one mm -hmm. uh, where institutions can feel comfortable participating in, where they don't have to feel comfortable that there's regulatory risk or that they're going to have some sort of compliance issue, and where retail investors could feel like they could fairly trade and custody their assets. And I think that's happening right now. Uh, a lot of the weaker components within that ecosystem have been flushed out. And while it's led to some sort of drawback in certain components there, there will be uh, those services that will be replaced by more legitimate, more properly regulated, and more, uh, I guess, uh, substantial institutions that have properly, proper integrity and risk management and everything else that will allow sort of this... Uh, you know, next crypto run to occur or this next crypto spring to bloom. You obviously have, um, you know, your, 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 your chips on, on, a, on a certain, on a certain bet, you know, you, you are running in a regulated compliance service yourself. So, you know, you are saying this is going to be the future and that's why you're, you know, putting your time, your money, your efforts, uh, in, into that. Is there some legitimacy, uh, to the, maybe distrust of the regulated current traditional banking and financial system where um, I guess, you know, some an ideology was trying to break it, trying to innovate around it, trying to innovate, you know, better, you know, pr processes for that. And do you think that there's room for that? Is that something that you're trying to do? Or is that just, um, you know, I, I actually, I, I don't really know what I'm trying to say here. What I'm trying to say is, is that there is an ideology that says the banking system, the financial system is flawed. Bitcoin was, is trying to fix that, but we need to be regulated. 
but then we have to be, you know, it's part of all the traditional finance. We're in the same boat. Do you think that there's a balance between that and we have to, you know, adjust? Or do, we, do you think that we just keep going and moving, moving forward with this and, you know, see how everything ends up? I think value or money, whether it's fiat or virtual, has always been a uh, instrument of governments. Uh, and to think anything to the contrary sort of is a little bit uh, out there, in my opinion. Hmm. Uh, I also think that like in the space, particularly the crypto space, when you heard ideas like democratization of finance and all these nice cliches, a lot of that was just a means to perpetuate a scam on a larger group of people. And mm. if you've read the, read the reports of who were the most injured uh, when all these, you know, quote unquote, pseudo reputable institutions blew up, uh, it was mom and pops. It was people in third world countries. Basically, they just expanded the scam to a larger group of people and mm. they used clever marketing to try to perpetuate that. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily... Um, I would hope that um, as Web3 develops, it's you know open to as many people as possible. And that I think the best way to do that such that people can properly participate in the space is to give them on and off ramps and uh, forms for trading and custody of their assets that actually have integrity and where they know they could be properly protected by some sort of law or regulatory framework. Uh, no. Anything to the contrary allows for the uh, charlatans to rule the, uh, the hen house. I, I would assume a lot of people in the space would disagree with that. What would you say to them? Uh, You're wrong. I think no, no. I think it's <laughs> listen, it's, it's it's all part of a, a maturity process. Mm. Like I think the thought process has already moved from where it was when you know uh, ten years ago in the space, where it was like cypherpunk, crypto anarchists, and then it switched a little bit more, and then the mentality is changing now. And I think if people really want significant institutional participation, if people want crypto to become like this massive asset class, which it is becoming. Right. It needs to be have a pathway where the larger uh, major institutions could feel comfortable participating. And I don't know if they could do that unless there's some regulated framework there. So it's basically, you know, it's you want this giant goal of crypto to be super big and like to basically grow it to like, you know, be a, a super substantial asset class. But on the other side of that, you're not providing the means by which that could occur. Uh, it seems like you're cutting off your nose despite your face there. <laughs> Aaron, I want to say thank you very much for coming on the show and discussing this. I uh, hope you have a great day, and uh, we will definitely talk again. I appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. Hey, everyone. The bull run is coming. It's coming quick. And you need to be up to date on everything that's happening in the Web3 space. So please, follow us on Twitter and like, subscribe, share these videos so we can keep you up to date daily on Web3 News.